Hello, and welcome to Peace is the New Frontier. This is a regular podcast brought to you by Frontier Peace Advisors, your Libertarian Lobbying Association for Kansas. Uh, my name is Bob Corkins. I'm the chief lobbyist for Frontier Peace, and this is an ongoing. This is the next of an ongoing series of podcasts that we're presenting on our website and other social media uh, for your enjoyment and edification on learning about uh, the freedom movement in Kansas. And in the course of that, we talk to uh, lawmakers, policymakers, activists in the movement, uh, lots of folks that we think you'll find interesting. We certainly do, and uh, uh, we've got a great one tonight. This evening, we've got speaking with us Lauren Hermrick, but Lauren likes to go by LJ. Is that right? Uh, yeah, LJ, Lauren, either or. But, uh, yeah, LJ. I mean, LJ. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. LJ it is. And LJ's been uh, a longtime activist uh, in Kansas, in, in the Wichita area in particular. He's got a fantastic uh, Facebook page called Liberty ICT, which has got a huge following. And uh, we'll certainly be getting into that a lot more as the discussion goes on. But uh, Lauren was also a candidate uh, this last fall for an, a legislative seat and uh, gave it a heck of a shot. Certainly outperformed uh, libertarians nationwide in pulling down, I think, uh, 7% of the vote or so, which is uh, not shabby at all. And Lauren's going to talk to us tonight about uh, his experiences on the campaign trail, his Facebook page, and uh, his uh, history in the movement and uh, uh, kind of uh, an interesting uh, uh, occupation that uh, uh, I think you'll be surprised by. Uh, so, LJ, let me uh, say welcome, first of all. Uh, Thank you again for having Oh, uh, glad, to, glad to have you. So, so tell us, uh, the first thing I always like to ask uh, folks on the podcast, or, or what what brought you to libertarianism? How did, when did you finally know these are my people? Well, uh, it originally kind of ongoing when uh, the whole when Trump got in the office at first and that election between uh, him and Hillary. Uh, beforehand, I mean, I was kind of political, but I didn't know my politics. I just knew that there was only two parties to choose from. Uh, but going on during the future, uh, after that whole election, 2016, uh, I had a buddy at the, my shop that I used to work at, Precision Audio, and he introduced me to uh, Ron Paul and the Libertarian Party, and I decided to get a check – or I decided to check it out, and um, obviously definitely fell in love with it. Um, it was views that I really fell into, but the really part that really got me into uh, the movement was uh, – I am a professional MMA fighter. Been doing it now for about uh, six years, and uh, when I got a form for taxes for my very first pro fight, that was when I was like, you know what? I might step my foot in the office and uh, try to make some kind of difference if I can. But that was one big deal that kind of turned me over more to the Libertarian Party than that. Really, honestly, really never was a political. Never did anything with politics, but. Um, those you know, I, I hadn't of, thought about that with uh, with uh, career in fighting. You know, those 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 earnings through that are they taxed at a higher rate than uh, ordinary income? Uh, I'm honestly I'm not sure. Uh, Sally, I should look into that. The tax rate on that we're uh, with for our fighting, but um, as MMA fighters, we really don't make as much money as some think. 
and uh, they get taxed on that. It really kind of hurts, especially when oh, sure. these politicians did no uh, blood, sweat, or sometimes tears in there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's in the face that's not so good, and I want my full income if I can from that. Well, I, I I I had a little experience in the tax realm uh, when I, uh, in an earlier uh, employment as a lobbyist, and uh, I remember uh, uh, prize winnings uh, for some reason. If you if you won the lottery or oh, yeah. big at the casino, they've got a special high rate that you have to pay on uh, on on that income over and above what you might have to pay on other income. Is that does that apply to prize winnings in uh, martial arts? Uh, you know what? Honestly, that's something I would have to look into a little bit more. Um, okay, I always left this. I know, I know every year I do sign my paperwork um, for it because um, I did fight for a, a very good company called Bellator. Um, it's kind of right underneath UFC, and they pay pretty well. And uh, me fighting for a bare knuckle fighting championship just this year, um, the payout was really nice. They boxing pays a lot more than MMA fighters, and. Uh, uh, and they, yeah, of course, the government was like, "Hey, there's some cash there." <laughs> Not much. And by, and by fighting, uh, you're there's bare knuckle fighting, isn't it? Uh, for the company that I'm with now, yes, bare knuckle uh, boxing. So just hands, but it is bare knuckle. Um, not as scary as I. The thing that I like to tell everyone is, um, bare knuckle definitely does sound scary, but um, when you fight professional MMA, uh, you have to worry about elbows knees, and uh, Conor McGregor introduced the shoulder checks to uh, Donald Cerrone, that one fight. And those things are a little bit more dangerous, I think, than the knuckles, yeah. but it's still huh. scary in some case. But, no, boxing does really, uh, definitely pays more than MMA, and uh, still filling out that tax form every year for it. It hurts. Oh, it, 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 it hurts you like it hurts the rest of us. So that, that, <laughs> that, that's, that's a cool... Uh, segue into libertarianism when uh, you know people enter the working world and have to pay those taxes or, or become their own employer for that matter, and you've got to pay payroll taxes for any employees. You start learning uh, just how painful the whole uh, uh, tax system can be. Yeah, I learned it uh, three years ago. I started uh, contracting. I left, like I said, I used to work at a shop called Precision Audio. But I still work with them. We're called GPS Services of Kansas. This is my full-time job. But I'm contracted. I'm not, you know, nine to five. Uh, I got to get work when I can get it. And uh, blessedly, I've been really blessed. Luckily, I've been really blessed. Uh, my work has been continuous uh, since the whole uh, COVID government shutdown ordeal. Uh, well, there's been there's been another uh, occupation of yours that's uh, brought you into the limelight, isn't there? Something about making videos that you post on your uh, Liberty ICT page? Uh, yeah, uh, that goes into a long story, but yeah, I kind of turned into an independent journalist. Um, everything is on Facebook. Sadly, I wasn't smart enough to know that I can get paid for the videos that I made. <laughs> so, <a lot laughs> of and I was like, oh, and then um, even I had news stations reach out to me, wanting these video clips. So they pulled out parts that they wanted, and um, I had an individual from Wichita Eagle ask me, well, did you get paid for any of it? And I was like, no. And he just looked at me and shook his head. He was like, yeah, get paid next time. <laughs> well, you you got to talk some about Tell us about the uh, the videos that you shot, the circumstances and uh, and, and the end product. What, uh, what was it that was so newsworthy? Uh, well, uh, 
to start off with, um, I, the only reason why I started to do the video is because I was running for a campaign. I was running for uh, House of Representatives for District 103 here in Wichita. And I was okay. like, hey, I'll get my face out, do a live video, hand out um, my cards to people, maybe talk to them on live and show them that I'm serious about what I want to put out there and what can be different but with what's going on now and what we have. One was like the sales tax on food, water, and medicine. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> we, go on what we, well, we, we, we can get into any issue uh, we care to, but let's let's hear your back. So that may be another podcast for another day where we pick up specific issues, but uh, right. I want to hear more about you. So what were the videos that you shot that you posted uh, on this Facebook page? Uh, the very first one was the very first uh, Black Lives Matter protest, I feel, that happened here in Wichita. I forgot the exact date. It is on the page. But it happened uh, right across the street from WSU, and uh, it was a large crowd. So um, from when I noticed I couldn't hand out the cards, I just you know, I noticed that a lot of people in my live feed that I didn't even recognize. And I was like, well, I guess I'm recording now. And I was just you know telling people where I was at and what was happening. And then from there, there was another uh, protest not that long ago afterwards that happened downtown in Wichita, which was very, very large. Uh, this was about six months ago. Um, I forgot what the main event was called itself. I believe it was for Brandon Taylor. Um, mm-hmm. But that itself uh, was a huge um kind of an ordeal that kind of got the page a little bit of views. But what really kind of started it was uh, when the situation went down here at my district that I was running for. Uh, the quick trip did get looted, and I was sitting there right in the middle of the parking lot, and I had to kind of wash my butt in some cases. But I literally recorded a whole incident of um, individuals breaking into quick trips, stealing stuff, and running out. Um, that oh. same night, there was multiple shots that happened. And it was an event that uh, went down here at 21st in Arkansas, uh, like I said, the district I was running for, went down for a couple of days where it just kind of turned into a party. I mean, there was individuals making rap videos, uh, individuals kind of doing whatever they want, burnout contests, cars just doing donuts. Um, Wichita PD didn't do too much until uh, things got a little bit hairy one day when um, the protest went down at 21st, and I believe it's Mays or Tyler in that area. And uh, like it's hours of videos that I have on the page, but I was in multiple protests where the police and protesters were getting in each other's face. And I was even in a situation where uh, the biggest night, I guess, where um, I love the people that uh, started my page in the beginning because I had a couple hundred and then I was blessed like a year or not a year, like six months to get about 5,000. And this was about 5,000 strong libertarians. I like to call them like the 300. They were a solid group of libertarians. And this night that I recorded where um, Quick Trip did get looted, um, police uh, came in. I mean, they had their whole full shield. Um, there was different um, deputies from different areas, I believe, like Andover came out or uh, Derby. Uh, deputies came out and they had their shield guards. I even got shot at with tear gas. At first, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just a little smoke grenade, and I, those don't feel good at all. I had a <laughs> individual. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I had an individual there that um, he's been in the service. He's a vet, and he came out there when he saw the situation that was going down, and he was help protecting businesses because my wife has a business, 
uh, in the district and where everything was going down. And that was one reason why I was recording as well. But no, we, uh, we got shot at with tear gas multiple times. Um, people in the whole area wanted to know what was going on because no news station here in Wichita was out there. I was the only one literally just recording and going live. Probably too scared. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, yeah, there was gunshots multiple nights, um, different areas and towns. Um, one where it was actually an awesome night where it, it sounds bad in some cases, but 13 and Oliver, they had a protest there. It was the day after the first one where it kind of got hairy on Arkansas and 21st, but individuals were out there grilling. They asked me if I wanted some food. People were singing um, KWCH, or K- uh, I can't even talk, uh, KWCH uh, news came out there, and uh, they had a little incident, and it wasn't really much. It was the crowd just getting hyped. Well, I'm, and- trying, I'm, I'm hoping to get your overall impression of these various protests that you went to. Would you say most of it was peaceful and in or, it was, or did uh, was there some kind of violence that popped up at each one, or how, how would you peaceful. express that? Some were peaceful, some were violent, some were um, very peaceful. Uh, I've been to protests from left to right. I've been to Black Lives Matter protests, to Trump events. Um, there's, I mean, I just kind of went to the far left and to the far right, got their points of view. I was able to interview a lot of people, but um well did you see things get crazy at any of the uh trump rallies or those events as well yeah yeah there's one video where one individual after a while um my live video feed now kind of catches a little bit of attention but Mm -hmm. there was one uh, individual that came out uh, to a location with the black lives matter flag and it kind of got hairy with the trump supporters they didn't like that Mm -hmm. um but Intense on both sides. There was peaceful protests from the left and the right, and then there was also not peaceful, which were the looting and stuff. But these were individuals that I would say that were running for uh, were for the protest. I think these were just individuals that saw an opportunity to take advantage of it, okay. uh, which was yeah. sad. But overall, like I said. Um, I have many good. Uh, sadly, everyone likes to see the hairy stuff that goes down. They don't want to. They don't care about good news. That <laughs> no news is but, good news. <laughs> no, but uh, I've been blessed enough to have a good following, and they know that I'm out there telling the truth. And I've been out in kind of hairy situations where, um, like I said, I was out dead in front of where there was gunfire, um, looting. Um, we were, sh- like I said, me and my buddy were shot at with smoke uh, tear gas multiple times, and that really sucked. And, so um, you, you got you got into this really as kind of a tangent on your uh, campaigning for office. Is that is that right? Yeah, it, well, like I said, it was kind of an accident. I was out there just to kind of get my name on Facebook. I figured I would go this route and sponsor it, and uh, hopefully that would get my name to more people here in Wichita, even if it's out of the district. Well, did, and, it, did it accomplish that? Did you? Yes. Yeah, so you, you picked up that, some campaign that, support in the course of this. Uh, yeah, and I was very blessed with that. Like I said, I had 5,000 strong libertarians. I called them the 300. And then after that night with the looting at Quick Trip, it jumped up to about 18 to 20,000 people liking and following the page. And yeah. I was like, holy moly. The funniest thing was, uh, I'll make it short, um, my wife didn't know how serious it was. I mean, she saw the videos and she saw like people um, liking and commenting and all this stuff. And there was a ton of comments and likes. And she was like, okay, it's getting serious. 
But uh, <laughs> make a long story short, one night we were at a restaurant and we ate and drank a ton. Like our bill was ridiculous, and I know it was going to be ridiculous that night. And our waiter said, "Oh, don't worry about it. We had some people pay for your food." And I was like, "Uh, excuse me." Wow. And, uh, I had a family come over, and they're like, man, we really appreciate you going out there and uh, being neutral and not defending one side against another, just practically being out there. Um, at that time, I just shut my mouth and just told my location. I didn't really bring up libertarian points of views. Um, it was more just me. You know, this is the situation. This is what's going on right now live, and it's not going to be on any of our news stations that kind of edit it sometimes. To make it sound like it was worse than what it was, but no, I had a family pay for our food, and my wife was like, "Holy shit, what did you do?" <laughs> <laughs> That's a pleasant surprise. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. My language, but no. Um, well, what else did you hear when you were on the campaign trail? What kind of questions did you? I assume you did some door to door and uh, introducing yourself as a libertarian. Uh, what kind of reactions did you get from folks uh, during that? Well. Um, for the way I did my campaigning, because there were a lot of protests on the weekends, and especially during the weekdays, there was many days on Tuesday mornings, like Tuesday at 8, I was at an event down at Century 2 for uh, the mask ordeal, and there's people trying to protest for it. But, um, I mean... Well, did you, did you get into... Did people talk to you about other issues? And... and and um, wonder what the libertarian position might be on the issue that was near and dear to their heart. There were some, because I did bring it up in some topics. Um, later in the videos, like uh, I would say about two or three months ago, I would bring up more libertarian points of view that, um, like one video, I was at a Trump event, and I asked the lady what they thought about George Orgeson, and she said she didn't want to see a woman in office, and this was a, coming from a Trump supporter. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and I was, I was like, well, who would you like to see in office? She was like, Trump, and then Trump Jr., and on and on. And I was like, okay, we're not going to be able to get anywhere in this conversation here. <laughs> I was like, she's a nice lady overall, great individual, but political-wise, we definitely didn't agree. But... Um, so what, kind of, sort of, what sort of issues did people want to talk with you about? I think you mentioned uh, sales tax a little earlier. What is that a common one that you, you heard from people as a concern? Sales uh, tax on food? It's kind of not – well, there was a group out here before I started my campaign or even running um, that were trying to go after the sales tax on food and water. Um, I yeah. thought that would be something for – my campaign as a libertarian, when people hear libertarian, the first thing they think was like, oh, you would just want to legalize weed. That's all you think about. On my case, I was like, no, my main thing for my campaign, um, marijuana is on there. I would like to see it decriminalized. Legalization, I can go on a whole other topic on that because I like the t tomato uh, factor of it, if we can use it like tomatoes. But uh, my main campaign point right. was um, – to try to lower or abolish the sales tax on our basic necessities, such as food, water, and medicine, because here in Kansas and in Wichita, we don't have the highest um, in Kansas, but in Wichita, we are one of the highest uh, sales tax that we have. Um, I believe it's at 6. Point, I'm forgetting on top of my head now, uh, 6.5. Well, 
Yeah, that'd um, be the state. That'd be the state rate, and the then you state, tack on uh, the local, uh, the county, the city, uh, and special districts on top of it. It gets yeah, up uh, around ten percent. We have about nine percent by the baseball field that they built over here that they're now having trouble with because uh, it never got to open up. But um, yeah, we're at a sales tax and. By the baseball field, 9%. Wichita is about 7.2. I know Kansas itself is in the 6.5 realm, but I know there's mm-hmm. places uh, that are up to 10% that are near more ca- towards Kansas City. But right. my, my main topic was to try to abolish, if I can get my foot on the door, uh, make noise about this topic. And it was just to get people away from just looking at libertarians as looking just to legalize marijuana and just goofy reasons like that I feel that they don't take as it's serious. It's still very serious. Like with legalization mm-hmm. because victimless crime rate and this and that. Um, but Absolutely. that was one topic that I ran on on my campaign and uh, it kind of went different ways. People have their feelings of it. I mean, I was pretty profiling. Like I said, MMA profiling, uh, we didn't get paid very well. And there was a point where I was struggling and, Trust me, like a quarter or a dollar made a difference at the time for me. And oh, yeah. That the sales tax could help everyone. Well, it's, it's death by a thousand cuts, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the sales tax, you never notice it so much on any given small purchase. But uh, when you think about over the course of a year, sales tax you pay on virtually everything. Everyone uh, every day has got to eat from everywhere. And I mean, the food <laughs> wise. Um, well, and if, you, if, you, if, you, if I could get on my soapbox for just a moment, when you look at a rate, around 10% combined rate uh, for most places in Kansas, with, with the high state rate plus your county sales tax, your, your city sales tax, and then special districts, 10% is crazy. And when we're looking at a big state budget deficit uh, as we are now, there's really nowhere to turn for tax increases to solve it the way they normally would. I mean, we've maxed out uh, on sales tax. We've maxed out on income tax because all of the uh, uh, changes that were made in the uh, Brownback administration have been reversed. And then uh, uh, property taxes have been, uh, uh, despite, you know, uh, you know the, the reforms that were made in the 90s, uh, uh, property taxes have, have climbed way up again so pick your poison um, property sales or income tax i mean yeah i've learned about i'm <laughs> gonna fix this i'm a new house owner of, it's been two years now and i've learned through property tax and i was just like holy moly and uh like one big thing is uh my wife her parents paid off their house um here in wichita fully paid off um they're retired and they, yeah, they they got the property tax in last year, and they were just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that sucks, yeah. doesn't it? it? Keeps going and going, even though you paid off your whole uh, house, the mortgage done. And that's that's usually one of the concerns whenever you, it's a property tax debate at the state house is the effect on people with uh, fixed incomes uh, who who can't take that that big increase, whether it comes from the mill levy going up or from their uh, appraisal shooting up. So yeah. when you're elderly, retired, fixed income, as you know, it's it's especially hard. Uh, so yeah. what, what, what are some of the ways if, if they're going to address the budget deficit, which officially is in, you know, we're easily talking uh, 
Uh, I think it's approaching 200 million now officially, uh, but it may be another 800 million short or more when you look at all the other expenses they kicked the can down the road and pushed into the next fiscal year. So, well, where do you think Kansas should go to to resolve its uh, its budget shortfall? That one, um, I do have an answer, and a lot of people do disagree with it because it's a little different. Is that we uh, are the only ones that are not uh, in any state for the legalization of marijuana. Sadly, our state is super behind. All of our neighbors are in some way working with it. We are practically uh, the air national of the air, we're the air capital. I believe we can also be uh, capital with marijuana because we're in the center. Um, one thing, like I was saying about earlier, though, before going very to the, agricultural state too. Yes, and like I said, I just went to Colby, Kansas today, driving from Wichita to Colby and back, Colby, Kansas and back. There's a lot of land out there, and what I like to think of is the tomato method. Uh, tomatoes, uh, we can literally buy seeds and plant as many as we, as much as we want in our own backyard. Should be the same as marijuana. Uh, companies uh, make. There's multiple ways uh, marijuana is done that they can uh, distribute it to individuals just like tomatoes because you have ketchup, you have the tomato itself, you have tomato paste, you have on and on of whatever it can be used as and kind of chopped up as. Uh, same thing, uh, big sure. companies. Yeah, the, the, the whole market needs to be developed, right? Yeah. From production main, to distribution to uh, yeah, and my retail, angle, you name it. Is, as we're the center of the nation, um, I would like to see the marijuana have zero tax on it because what we need to be doing, I believe, here in Kansas is attracting people to want to move in here instead of taxing the people that are already in here that can't afford much as it is. I mean, besides the fortunate ones, um, <clears throat> I believe that we should be getting more people in Kansas as it is because this, um, marijuana itself is still growing in a huge company itself and the business and the industry and I understand we'll have people that fight it the pharmaceutical industry doesn't want it in here but um, if we can get interest from multiple people um, I can see Kansas as being a main state for uh, California and New York when it comes to, to the marijuana industry they're able to transport and go about Kansas can be the main little spot um, but there's a tomato. And, and if Kansas, and if Kansas did overtax it, then uh, people will just keep going to the black market for the product. Exactly, right? and that's the scary part. Is that if they do legalize it, they're going to overtax it, and I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just going to keep the black market alive. So there's going to be no real change, and there's not going to be much attraction for Kansas itself to try to get money. We're just going to be taxing the people that are in it instead of trying to attract people to come to Kansas. Um, I mean, I know Kansas is definitely not attracting to anyone. <laughs> well, even, 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 without, even, even without a tax increase, if, if you just provided a new product on the market, like yeah. natural like marijuana or recreational, and it's, it would naturally become subject to sales tax, right? And so there would be that. Yeah. I mean, we have multiple farmers out there that have huge land, and I'm pretty sure if they made a deal with an individual that wanted to plant marijuana there, if they were both to make an income from it and sell from it um, with lower taxes from our neighbors, I think it would be more benefit, more beneficial than if we were to raise the tax to the point where 
it'd be like, eh, like you said, I'm just going to go over to my dealer because I know I can get it cheaper or more. Why am I going to yeah. spend the $20 over here when I can get $20 more worth of my medicine? Right. Well, are there any, any other libertarian issues you're especially fond of that you've uh, championed in the past or would like to see advanced? Uh, I'm always a strong supporter of the Second Amendment. Um, I mean, I know that's a basic one to have out there, but um, being at these rallies and events, um, I am not talking. I have a lot of friends that are Trump supporters, but I leave my Trump supporters are a little confused on the whole gun support issue. Uh, and yeah. I guess I have a lot of friends there, and we have a lot of debates. But um, more defense – I'm very forced to – Second Amendment, and like I said, that was one of my topics on uh, my campaign. I mean, it's basic, and everyone that's libertarian usually runs as that. Um, besides that, uh, well, that that goes back to the foundation of libertarianism, right? Isn't it the uh, non-aggression principle and peace? And yeah, that's something I promote all the time on my page is the non-aggressive principle, and um, I wish more people would actually kind of look into that. I mean, something we learned as kids. And <laughs> you think mm-hmm. more people would understand, but um, as I've well, met my liberty ICT, it's it's tough to debate with some people that have a point of view that they're stuck with. <laughs> do, do do you see a lot of activists today, and uh, it may be of any political stripe, but uh, a lot of activists you feel are getting to the point of uh, becoming more militant in their in their views. Uh, and are you talking about here in Wichita itself? Yeah. Well, you described uh, a lot of the protests that you went to and, yeah, and um, violence erupted out of some of those. Yeah. Do you think we, uh, there's a more militant attitude about politics these days? Very much. Um, at a lot of these events, too, they did have um, polling to get registered to vote, which was awesome to see as well. It yeah. wasn't awesome because uh, during the primaries, my name wasn't on in the paperwork. And when I saw the paperwork, you know, you go up to the individual, they'll, where is your address? And you give them the address, and they'll show you the individuals in the district as third party, even fourth, fifth, whatever party, um, just because we're not up there, um, we don't get our names in that spot. And it really does affect the elections, I feel. Um, I know there's ways, because libertarians are considered a major party until we take that step. Um and I know there's like more payments, I believe. I'm not too familiar on the details I go through that one. Well, have you have you heard about uh, ranked choice voting? Yes, I have too. <laughs> what do you think about that idea? Uh, I, I take it. I mean, it would give third party, fourth party. Like I said, I would just rather see more than just two individuals, especially up for the general. Uh, but uh, no, I mean. That was what you guys were, I believe, talking about. And well, I think you can. I think you can get to that with uh, ranked choice voting. I mean, the the whole idea is to arrive at a person that's going to go into office having gained more than fifty percent of the the votes. Um, and if you put in a choice A and B for for different uh, uh, positions, then if your A choice doesn't get it, then it defaults to your your B choice. So that Somebody winds up getting at least fifty-one percent of the vote, so yeah. no, I, that that kind of accomplishes the purpose of uh, you know have, having uh, you know 
a majority support for who, who's ever in office. But uh, anyway, it's, it's another one. It's out there. I've heard a number of other libertarians mention it, and I didn't know whether that was one that had hit your radar screen or not. No, but that is something that I am interested in and something that I would like to see because, like I said, my name not being on that paperwork for the first couple months, I believe really hurt because here in Wichita during those uh, protests and events, there were a ton of people, especially the good events where they had guest speakers, they had city council members, and they had a large group out there. Um, everyone that got registered to vote, and there was a huge turnout this year. I believe a lot of people um, – all my events that I go to are mainly political. There's a couple of them that just kind of help businesses out in such cases. You're talking about summer events uh, gearing up for the August primaries. Is that right? Yeah, and um, uh, yeah, multiple other events as well. Um, but, yeah, everyone that was gearing up for um, the elections that were coming up for, especially local, that was a big vocal point from uh, local community leaders that have their own page that are very big as well on Facebook was uh, be more active uh, and get out there and vote and who they want to vote for. Um, Wichita, there was a lot of action the past seven months for political action. Um, Like I said, I have hours and hours and hours of video on my Facebook page that um, shows how much went down here in this uh, town or in this well, city? We certainly encourage people to check out Liberty ICT on Facebook and uh, keep uh, monitoring you and your your activities for future political offices you might run for. I assume that's still uh, something you're thinking about. Oh yes, positions yep. down the road. Yes, and myself, I'm still definitely um, going to be running for another position. There's a couple positions that are coming up. Um, I want to make sure I get the full details before I spit too much out there, but one was District 3 for City Council. Um, that seat will be open supposedly January 5th um, is going to be the announcement, and then you have whoever wants to run for it has three weeks to get 100 signatures with people in that district and the documents before they uh, reach the board to have okay. that whole meeting. But uh, and then there's another position, but like I'm not too familiar on that one. So like I said, I'm still getting my details because these are waters I'm not too familiar with. Okay, well, we'll <laughs> we'll watch you. We'll watch you closely. I encourage people to check out Liberty ICT and uh, uh, stay tuned for uh, the next office you're going to set your sights on. And uh, if you bring even half the energy to that that you have to your uh, boxing career and to uh, uh, your your Facebook page and uh, the great following you've built up on that, then I think the future is bright for whatever office you decide to go after. Nice. Uh, LJ, I, I really appreciate you being with us today. Uh, anything else you want to uh, mention before we say goodbye for this evening? No, thank you for having me on. Um, I, like I said, I believe we could talk for a lot more because um, there's a lot more that goes on there, but thank you again for having me on. And again, Everyone, if you can, please check out my page on Facebook, Liberty ICT. Um, the videos are on there. They're all live and unedited. Um, and as well as hopefully, uh, I, like I said, I do fight for a good company called Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Uh, I'll have more information on that on my page as well. When's your next bout coming up? Uh, I was hopefully, my fingers was crossed for uh, Super Bowl weekend, but that okay. one's happening. 
happening in uh, Tampa because that would have been a nice vacation to have uh, leaving Wichita to Florida. But yeah. hopefully uh, March would be uh, a date that would have uh, an event soon. So if uh, anyone wants to watch me punch an individual or get punched in the face because they don't like libertarian points of views, I have those guys. <laughs> I have those individuals that stick on my page as well that disagree, but they're strong and they stay on there and I support them. So, um, but uh, hopefully I'll have some more fight news uh, up and that will be on the page as well. Uh, like I said, Liberty ICT. All right. Fantastic. And LJ, we wish you the best. And uh, obviously this uh, podcast too will be, Something uh, uh, people can check out on our uh, uh, our website, uh, FrontierPeace.com. Uh, we'll be posting uh, announcements for it on social media, and uh, including Facebook. And so hopefully we'll get a nice synergy here with uh, your activities, our activities, and uh, help one another uh, expand the network and uh, help the freedom yeah. movement in Kansas keep growing. Definitely. And then hopefully next time, too, I'll be able to come down there and uh, we can do a live video. Maybe get a live video on Liberty ICT as well with you guys. I'd, I'd love it. Fantastic. Well, LJ, thanks again. Uh, happy holidays. Wish you a happy new year. And, and thanks for being part of uh, our podcast on Frontier Peace.